The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 217. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, <laughs> alongside the PlayStation powerhouse, Ryan Clements. Hello, sir. Hello. How are you? Good. How it's are good you? It's good to see you. You've been gone for two days. I, I can't tell you why, listeners. Sorry. And he only does everything Colin Moriarty. Holy jeez, I wanted to lick him. <laughs> <laughs> Colin's also been gone. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, before we go any further, uh, this is a conversational podcast, and Michael writes in with the most pressing question of all time at beyond.ign.com. The PlayStation blog has started their own podcast. How will the world's most popular PlayStation podcast respond to these shots being fired? The answer is simple, Michael. We won't stand for it, and we will only poach their talent. Hello, Jeff Rubenstein. <laughs> hey! Hey, how are you? You guys are still on the air? Yeah, I know. No, hard to believe, right? I, I thought every we were the only podcast left. It's weird. I know, yeah. Episode one of the PlayStation broadcast is up, and I guess by the time this is up, episode two is there as well. Do, just dominating all of Podcast Beyond. It's just making us look like You'll fools. never survive, IGN. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll pick you guys up at some point. Exactly, no, yeah. I, you'll, you'll envelop us in there. It, it, the rolling monolith of podcasts. Just it's amazing how in. many people like brought this up, that apparently two podcasts away. can coexist. That's No. Yeah. There's not enough room on the internet. <laughs> I know they were like so many, like even former news hound Jim Riley tweeted, well, "I guess this is the end of Beyond." <laughs> His what exact words were, "Beyond had a good run." I mean, like, what the hell? Is, I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, we adore our Beyond fans and all of IGN fans for that matter, and all, and I'm sure you, all your PlayStation Block fans, and we know that those Venn diagrams are <laughs> very. Cl- no, there's no ill will here. No. I think yeah. first off, if you remember back in the day with Chris Morell, I think I piloted. Your your video podcast you guys tried to do absolutely it took forever for us to get a podcast and we wanted you guys from the start it was always going to be a thing we're going to bring in uh you know prominent media members of which i'd say you know the cream of the crop is sitting right here in this room you say and that to everybody i, I do listen actually. to playstation nation you're on there saying oh my I, gosh <laughs> glenn percival i yeah exactly i'm a i'm a compliment slut but um i love it we worry. what i we want to have you guys on very soon so um we're sort of out of review season but it's we be really stupid for us on the official PlayStation broadcast to do reviews. It's like, hey, everything's a 10 out of 10. <laughs> um, so, you know, we focus more on what's coming up on the PlayStation Store because we sort of have some insight on that. But when it comes to 
you know, review season and when you guys are going to be talking about, uh, you know, Mass Effect 3 and, you know, other stuff I coming out some, in the first quarter. Some, uh, don't you have like a virtual boy coming up soon, too? There's something. There's some handheld coming out yeah. soon. I don't know. I, I'm, I really don't know what you're Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we'll want to hear what you all want, what you all have to say about it. And, yeah. you know, cause you guys can be more opinionated than, than we can. And so... Uh, I expect to have you all on there, and then worlds will collide once again, yeah. and uh, the world will explode. Because two podcasts on I know, PlayStation. I can't, I can't believe it. No, we wish we. The more success for for everyone, the better. I think. Yeah. More people like Jeff and I were talking about before. More people talking about games. More people playing games. Whatever. I personally tweeted a very congratulatory uh, tweet when I found out about the 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 cast. I think it's great. <laughs> you know, to to you and a Sid and then to Ray. Um, not right. No, not no that's right. Never mind. I, 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 <laughs> he sent me here to steal the gong. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Have you I seen know. it yet? You've been in the room with the gong. I didn't. Oh, yeah. well, has Are coexisted you sure with there? you. You have coexisted with the gong. But no, yeah. So everybody can stop. Everybody can calm down. Yeah, there's relax. no ill will. There. There's no problem. Uh, I. It was funny, but stop put, talking about us either pro or negative in the iTunes uh, reviews for the PlayStation podcast. I saw one like, uh, it's better than IGN's podcast. It's worse than this. You don't need to do that. You can just talk yeah. about. You just judge it on its own. This yeah. is turning into Metacritic all over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're, we're all about PlayStation yeah. here. We can all get along <laughs> together. Yeah. All right, uh, Ryan. Yes, Colin. Yeah, I've missed you both. I've missed you too. I missed you too. Uh, I came back on Monday. I came back Monday night, but you, so I wasn't here in the office on Monday. You guys were. Then Tuesday, Wednesday, you weren't here in the office. Mm-hmm. Now Cle- you're back. Clements and I were out on a secret mission. Sony mission. When yeah. will people start hearing what the results of the secret Sony mission is? Probably next week. I'd oh say. Yeah. yeah, I'd say that's right safe. on the corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot. Of, a lot of things to talk. We saw about. a lot of good stuff. Did you have fun? Yeah, we did. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Who do you believe? <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. It's time to start with what is, once was, and forever will be, the Roper Report. Time for some news. Now, I'll point out right at the top of the Roper Report, yeah. of course, this is one of the big differences between Podcast Beyond and the PlayStation Blogcast. Uh, we're going to go into rumors and stuff, so Jeff will have to be quiet here. And also, every, and explain to people, if they don't know who you are, Zombie Blogneck. You're, you're Zombie Blogneck. Yeah, you make I, all the minis. Exactly. What are your real duties over at PlayStation? Uh, basically running, and you said duty. Uh, <laughs> this is where we're at. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so running all the social media stuff at PlayStation. So uh, Facebook.com slash PlayStation, Twitter, uh, at PlayStation, PlayStation blog. Now the... Uh, the Beyond Killing podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and and you know we we sort of uh, are the conduit or the I guess the sort of the the, the middleman between people playing games and people making games, gotcha. and and then also um, you know we talk with you guys all the time. So it's one of the best parts of the job is sort of being alongside you guys, uh, but not being in competition with you guys. Yeah. Uh, so right there, if you're new to the show, sometimes I take for granted that everybody hasn't been listening for when the show sucked for 200 some episodes. And like last time we had Ruben Stein on, we got a bunch of emails from people saying, oh, why didn't you grill him about cross game chat? And I was like, that's not his job. Like he doesn't, he's not, he's not making games. He's other than minis. You yeah, make all the minis. Of course. Yeah. yeah Where's but, my heart, by the way? Yes, what am Clements reviewed it. Clements was very happy with it. Yeah. All right, so Roper Report from Colin Moriarty. Yeah. The, the, the spin zone is on. Uh, there are seven items on the list this week. Okay. It's a pretty light, light week. I like that you always start by describing how many items yeah. are on the list. It's a on good the, on the docket. Up. It's a the forecast. Docket. Yes. If you watch a little People's Court. I was yeah. going to say, are we going to get back to Judge Judy? Yeah. Last night, yeah. Colin Colin watched Judge Judy uh, clips on YouTube <laughs> at, the, at the table. For like and an just hour and, and, he just, and I think... I think you're, you at one point declared it was the greatest thing that's ever happened to America. I think, or I, said, I, think I said Judge Judy's the, the greatest American. <laughs> <laughs> greatest American. Um, she's awesome. She should be president. Uh, 
Number one, uh, this is a quick one. Battlefield 3 has officially sold over 8 million copies worldwide to consumers and has shipped 12 million copies worldwide to stores. Did you see while you were gone or whatever? They've announced they are getting 1943 now. Yeah, I saw that. That is happening. Last week we talked about the whole brouhaha about it, but I don't think it was announced yet that it was for sure still coming. Right. What we talked about on Fireside Chats, no? Oh, right. I forgot. I'm still thinking about the show I was on. I'm sorry. I apologize. I didn't listen to your show. I listened to the podcast. I didn't listen to Fireside Chats. That's fine. I I listen to very few podcasts. I don't listen to any podcasts I'm on, really. Of course. Um, Number two. This one's a sad one. This is the one that uh, Clint and I were quite startled about when we were, oh, when we were yeah, down on our, yeah. on our secret on our, trip. On our, on our cab ride to the airport, yeah. you know, we were musing about it. Yeah. Uh, reports have surfaced indicating that famed game developer Fumito Ueda has left Sony. Ueda's Sony-owned studio within Studio Japan, Team Eco, is responsible for two of the most beloved PS2 games, Eco and Shadow of the Colossus. His th- studio's third game, The Last Guardian, is slated to come exclusively to PS3 next year. Dun, dun, but we don't know if that's really true or not. But I, I, what, I, what don't we know? Oh, we, know we know it's an exclusive game. Yeah, I, yeah. I can say. Yeah. We don't know if he actually left or not, but that wouldn't surprise me. It was, it was Eurogamer that reported this, and they sounded like they were pretty confident as far as getting it from uh, Inside Source. So that's interesting. It's interesting enough that we got a question about it from our old friend Omi, who's never written it before. I would remember that name. <laughs> Omi writes into Beyond at IGN.com, just like you can, and says... How will Ueda's rumored departure from Sony affect the development of The Last Guardian? Also, why would this information be released before the release of the game if it will not affect The Last Guardian? Um, I don't know. Because well, you don't want that. You know, it kind of reminds me of Capcom and, and what happened with Inafune. Mm-hmm. And, and they ne- Capcom never really remarked on what happened with Inafune. All that stuff came third hand. And then Inafune started talking about everything that happened, including very similar stuff to what's, what the rumor is with Ueda, which is that he's going to finish the game on contract. Uh, you know, when, when Inafune left Capcom, it, the rumor was that he offered to finish Mega Man Legends 3 on contract, and Capcom's like, no, we're canceling the game. So um, this isn't really surprising. I mean, we've talked a great deal about this. Like, there's something wrong over there right now with what's going on with this it's game. It's just such a... It's so glaringly... It's such a glaring omission every time we go to E3 mm-hmm. and there's nothing on it. Because it's such a game that is, you know, so many fans are looking for, so many people are excited for. And then to have it seem to be stalled for so long like this, that yeah, something has been interesting over there. And I, we talked about it last night as far as like, again, in between the Judge Judy clips. Uh, what, it, <laughs> what it meant, you know, if, the, if it was, you know, where's the game? I'm sick of you asking that question. I'm going to do this and blah, blah, blah. Get out of here. You know, how, how, if this happened, how it happened or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, my, my, like in my head, what I envision and, and who knows what's going on. I mean, to be a fly on the wall over there would be pretty amazing, but, uh, you know, I think to be a fly in general would be yeah, really, pretty, pretty, pretty <laughs> I mean, it would be terrifying. You live, like, you live like 10 days. I know. Uh, <laughs> I, to me, it's like, it's right. I think it's part that. It's part like, where the hell is the game? You know, like, how long is this game going to take? You, you haven't put anything out since 2005. Yeah. And I think part of the, uh, you know, and, and then on the, on the flip side of it is like, maybe the game's just not ready yet. But it's like, you know, is it like kind of Gran Turismo again, where it's like you're setting bar, the bar too high, the game was supposed to come out a long time ago, when is it going to come out, you know, it, it's, it's going to hurt us if this game doesn't come out soon. So I think it was probably a little bit of both. If, if, if you know, it's all conjecture, but I feel like he, he left, he wasn't pushed out, I feel like mm-hmm. he was probably like, I'm dumb, dumb. Gotcha. Yeah. Clements, what's your take on all this? You love all this Japanese crap. Yeah, I do love this Japanese crap. I love <laughs> Japanese people. I love d- Japanese people. Go watch um, that video on Facebook. Yeah. On Facebook. Uh, it's it's hard for me to say because as Colin said, we don't really know what's going on. Now, and, you've uh, seen the game though. You I you have. went to Japan once. I to saw. See it. I did see. I went to Japan and uh, and went to one of Sony's uh, headquarter buildings. I don't know if it was the headquarters. It was that. It's that the uh, Jeff Rubenstein complex. Yeah, it's the Jeff Rubenstein <laughs> complex out there. Um, it's <laughs> huge <just> Japan. <laughs> constructed in his likeness. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I saw it running. I mean, they and uh, and Ueda-san was there um, at the time, uh, and I got to interview him too. But 
I, it troubles me because I have a lot of respect for that team, those games, and Uedasan himself. And so it's, you know, it, I'm, I'm hoping that this is sort of just his choice and ultimately it will be fruitful for his career and as, as opposed to some, like, disaster that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always, like, if he's finishing the game as a contractor, I'm assuming that just means the, the game will be finished as, as if nothing happened. Though I, I, do, I get nervous whenever something like this happens because as soon as he has, like, is slightly divorced from the project, I mean... I'd like to think that he has enough passion to see it through, but yeah. then at that point you're kind of like, is he going to really do put all you know pour himself into it like he would have if he was still full time? And mm-hmm. if this is all even true to begin with, what I'm what I'm interested in um, personally, you know, and Greg and I talked about this as well, is is uh, last night um, when we were just kind of chatting, is chilling in bed together. Yeah, just laying in bed, <laughs> waiting to fall asleep. Was uh, <laughs> was what happens to Team Eco? Because you know, if he leaves, he was he was the leader of that team, and like he, I imagine he will poach the shit out of it if he really is leaving. So, um, where does that leave Studio Japan? And and you know, things just don't like. It just seems like games are taking a long time to come out of those two the two Japanese studios, Polyphony and yeah, and so exactly. Studio Japan. So in seven years, they'll make another game and right. be third party, and somebody then we'll care. <laughs> Indeed, I, I mean, there's still a lot of really talented people at, at Japan um, on, and Sony Japan that are outside of the Team Eco Collective. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not like the studio will shut down or anything. No, of course not. But I, it's it, a big bluff. Yeah, I mean, I, well, it's from what it, it kind of, in my opinion, if uh, Ueda does leave and if his next step is to form his own stu- his own studio, uh, I, I mean. You're just basically going to see probably the same stuff that you would have seen, except now he has autonomy to maybe publish outside of... The something. Guardian of Last. Yes, the, the Guardian of Last. Jeff, you have, you have any input on this, Jeff? Uh, I'm, this is me not commenting. Speculation. I feel bad that Which is much more awkward in person. We feel fine. We understand. Not really, yeah. The kids understand, too. It's your job, you know? Right now, Yar, he's over there in Tel Aviv just going, I get it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. just nodding. Yeah. Uh, this is just an interesting tidbit. Number three, Revere Japanese gaming magazine Famitsu has awarded Skyrim a perfect forty score. It's the seventeenth game in the magazine's history to get a perfect score, but the very first Western developed game to ever get a perfect score. So I thought that was an interesting little tidbit that we talked. Funny about. that a game so buggy, so broken. Per- I will not sit here and listen to complaints about Skyrim. <laughs> this is all I've played for the last you know three and a half oh, I weeks, love and. Uh, you know, bugs be damned. I've only it's only crashed on me once ever in you know seventy hours that I've put Wait, into have you it. Been How's it running? You're playing on PS3. You. Yeah, I'm playing. On, of course, I'm playing. How's on it PS3. running? I mean, it's you... running great. I, I don't know that I noticed much of a difference between the the patch after you know pre and post that uh-huh. came out earlier this week. I'm playing on a slim unit, um, you know, so it's I don't even feel like it's really taxing the system. It's working really well for me, and I mean, I just love it. I will not stop till I get the platinum, and I'm not the it raised Amen, the same brother. way. Uh, so, Colin, you were you were mentioning that you had just read a few posts about people saying it was even more buggy after the patch. Yeah, I was reading stuff on Twitter, and I don't. I, I wonder if you've seen the same stuff or whatever about people saying like this patch actually made it like worse. Like some some people are like avoiding the patch, like playing offline and stuff like that, saying sound cuts out and the game crashes and all that stuff. I don't know. Have you? It actually fixed that for me. The one thing I would occasionally have is you know if things were crazy, I would just maybe once every five minutes. I would you know I'm playing with the the Bluetooth. Uh, over your headset that we have, uh, the sound would cut out for like two seconds, yeah, if yeah. that. And and that has not happened since the patch. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, the I, rest of it, I think, it might be placebo effect. I don't. I really don't know. Yeah, it's like to me, it's like I, I think everyone like it's like everyone's gonna have a different experience, whatever. I'm, I haven't even played it in a while, so I haven't even downloaded the new firmware, which we'll, we'll talk about shortly. Um, so I'll I'll have more 
you know, personal take on it when I, you know, maybe, maybe later in the week or this week. Yeah, weekend. I came back from uh, Chicago, and that night, the first thing I did while I listened to someone record the Washington Spear, uh, I played it. <laughs> and, yeah, I didn't have any, it, it didn't, it, the only thing it seemed to fix for me was the fact that I, could, I tried to use the IGN wiki Skyrim bug where I run the guy into the table, and then I put all my gold in there after I buy the house, and he <laughs> wouldn't get to the table. Like, he kept walking all the way up the stairs. I'm like, damn you. Bethesda. God, I want that free house. But other than that, it, it ran fine for it's me. But five I'm, grand. It's not that I know. Much. Oh, I, got, I have money on my ass, but I just don't want to put it in. Uh, before we jump, we're the conversational podcast. Mm. We're talking about Skyrim. Uh, Sam wrote into Beyond at IGN.com, and he, he says, Beyond. Beyond. So I wrote in a few weeks back expressing my feelings for Game of the Year. My vote was Uncharted 3. After 127 hours of playing Skyrim, my vote has changed. Skyrim, hands down. Game of the Year, period. Was just wondering if you guys have a funny story or bug that occurred while playing Skyrim. Um, I don't think any of it's funny yes. because when the game freezes on me, I flip out and get really mad. Like I, I and the game's you know, Jeff's had a, a more fortunate experience than I have with it because like, the game's frozen on me like four or five times now. Yeah. Um, and that that pisses me off because I don't save. You know, it's it's really sad because I have a platinum in Fallout Three. I know I should know better than to not save as often as I should. You know, so. Um, yeah, the, I, I don't think any of the bugs are funny. Although the bug, obviously the video of the guy putting the pot over the, 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 the merchant's head in the store and then robbing, <laughs> robbing the blind is funny, but I didn't, I didn't do any of that. So I'm trying to play it straight. Like I'm not trying to cheat at all. Yeah. Like my, I'm not trying to like up my, my sorcery stats or my sneak stats or anything like that. I'm, I'm just trying to play it like organically. Now so. I'm all about cheating. Yeah, of course you are. I, I, you know, Kyle, <laughs> no, no one here is surprised. Yeah. Uh, do you know Kyle Schubel? He's you know a producer on like Killzone. The yeah, Killzone yeah, yeah, I'm sure yeah, you met him a couple of times, and he was just telling us like the best story. All we do is swap uh, Skyrim war stories in the office uh, for the, you know the past couple of weeks, and you know we're bragging about you know getting our smithing up and stuff, and he's like. You ever one hit a dragon? And like, <laughs> bullshit. But actually, uh, so he explained like what he, he's you know he's running double daggers. He's got uh, you know the the perk that does thirty x if you're sneaking. He's got a hundred on sneak. Snuck up on a dragon and sort of put some poison in on the dagger. I guess hit it with like a, a massive power hit. Took off ninety percent of its energy. It took off. Swooped around and then the poison killed it in midair. It came down. It hit. It sort of deforms the ground when it lands. It's sort of like you know, a, you know, a spaceship. You know, hitting the ground yeah. and just dragging along. Landed at his feet. You know, died. Soul right into him. That's and he's, awesome. You know, like the most amazing badass feeling ever. And I think that's why people love that game. He doesn't really sound like uh, <laughs> <laughs> Will Arnett. But, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, the game. It is stuff like that that like to just play how you play. Like I, I always laugh. I, I'm making people laugh just because I. I play with uh, two-handed weapons like hammers, and uh, I just love like killing everything in one hit. Like just like random soldiers or, or bandits, or whatever. It just like you just I just like wind up and they're like slashing me, and it takes me like a long time to wind up and then boom, and they just like fall backwards and die in like one hit. So, but I'd like to play with some magic maybe at some point. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love playing with magic. I also love my, my funny story is that when I bought that fucking first house in uh, in White Run. And I was so excited because I had been house. dying. The Breeze Home. Breeze Home, I'm sorry. Breeze Home. So I, I buy Breeze Home and I get my key and I'm like, this is going to be great. I finally have a house. And I like open up the door. I'm like, I spent 5,000 gold on this. place is a fucking dump. <laughs> There's like cobwebs everywhere. There's no furniture. You can buy all like, that I stuff, I can't right? even store anything. Oh, of course. Yeah, you can upgrade your house. But when I walked in there, I was like, oh, and then I walked in there and I'm like, and I finally have 
a sanctuary, like a home away from home where no one will bother me. You know, I can store stuff safely. And the fucking dude that works for Bellathor or whatever is, he's like in my house. He's like, I work for the general goods store. <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing in my house? How did you get in here? And then he just like left. And I was like, thank God. And then Lydia lives upstairs apparently, which I didn't yeah. expect either. You have no yeah. problem with that though. I don't have any problem with that. But yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a female wood elf. Or I mean high elf. So mm. uh, I don't know if she's into that. My story she is, by the way. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> My story I ambiguously tweeted about that I thought this quest was really dumb, and I don't remember the quest name. So, in this, so I guess this is a minor spoiler, but you don't have to worry about it too much, I don't think. But uh, it's the one where you have to go into the uh, like haunted part of the castle or whatever, and then you go into this like weird ethereal world. Uh, I went in there, and you have to do all these fights. And the first time I went in there, I got to the final part of the, the one thing I had to fight, and it wouldn't do anything. Like, I was just in there, and I, I 15 minutes, I'm running around. I'm, I'm to the point where I'm throwing the fireballs at trees, just trying. I'm like, I have to hit something. Something has to do something here. And nothing. So I, I quit out of the game. I came back in. I loaded it, did it. I did what I was supposed to do, and I went back. and I was I, So I had to listen to all the dialogue before, again because the game didn't realize I'd already seen it. So this guy's talking, giving me his whole outro now of like, oh, well, I'll send you back to where you are. I'm like, all right, fine. So I climbed on the table in front of him, and I was just running around, kicking over dishes and jumping in front of him, just all bored. And uh, he's like, I'll send you back. And I was mid-jump, and the, he sent me back to my world, but I was 40,000 feet in the air. <laughs> so I just fell all the way down, and I was, ah! <laughs> and the ground died. I had to go, and, like, I, I went back in, like, they wanted me to do the whole quest again. I was like, fuck this, I'm out. I'm not, I don't have to do this quest right now. That's funny as well. <laughs> Congratulations on you back. Congratulations on beating my challenge. There you go. <laughs> That's that hilarious. Awesome. Uh, there's 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 just been a lot of like good NPC interactions I have. I also love when I summoned my astral wolf. Um, which I love, like, if you do the summon companion and it's just, like, this fucking spectral wolf running around and, like, I summon him right in the middle of Whiterun, like, because I, I just got the spell and I wanted to try it out, so there's this fu- giant ghost wolf, and, like, the little girl, like, runs up to it and kind of just, like, they're just both looking at me, like, side by side, like, this little girl and this spectral wolf, and I was like, are you not scared? Do you not see what's happening? Do you, that girl is fearless. Do you play, do you play hide and seek or tag with the, uh, I the played, children? I played tag, or I, yeah, I played tag at one point. Yeah, it was I really ta- easy. Yeah, I played tag with anything see the end I'm like alright I just run it away and I think it's funny to be like just play hide and seek and they go hide and you just don't ever find them <laughs> you just come back their skeletons are in the corner um, alright number four this is definitely the most interesting rumor and I'm sure oh. Jeff will not be able to talk um, is a Sony centric crossover fighter in the works Substantial rumors have outlined a game called Title Fight, purportedly in development over at Superbot Entertainment. This crossover fighter in the spirit of Super Smash Bros. Revolver vs. Capcom is reported to contain characters like Nathan Drake, Sly Cooper, and Parappa the Rapper. The final roster will supposedly have at least 20 characters. A screenshot of Sweet Tooth from Twisted Metal has surfaced in the game, though Sony hasn't said anything about the game yet, so this is still a rumor. Yep. Boys. It. If it is true, it is awesome. If not, it sounds it's a true. Very elaborate hoax. Exactly, that's the whole thing. They have the screen. They had the screenshot of uh, Sweet, Tooth. Sweet Tooth. Thank you. And then all the tweets got taken down and all this other stuff. It seems legit. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. If I was a betting man, I would say it was real. Now, here's the argument, though. We keep having. Colin. If I was a betting. Man. Do you and Ryan, for that matter, do yes. you want Smash Brothers or do you want Street Fighter? Or I want cross. I, I, want, I want more like a more Marvel vs. Capcom. No style. way, man. Smash Brothers. Where's yeah, that? I would. I, I mean, I, I we have plenty of crossover like you know li- li- sorry i shouldn't say legit fighters because i think smash brothers is a legit fighter but um yeah i would like i would like something more smash brothers e 
except I I don't really know uh, the studio that is purportedly it's a new studio it. apparently yeah, I think they might might have done web or iOS games but this, this okay, is their first got it. yeah I hope I mean I hope it if it's real I hope it's good because mm-hmm. that'd be awesome I, I think I mean I, I I'm pretty if that image of Sweet Tooth is real then I'm I'm pretty much 100 positive it's going to be in the vein of Marvel vs Capcom. Um, just by just because the just, way his model looks, just by looking at him and looking at how serious it looks and looking at how big he is too. Because I mean, if we're looking at like an arena fighter or whatever, like you might want to call a Smash Brothers something that like zooms in and out and has like you know a bunch of characters, a bunch of shit going on. Then that that's that character, that model, frankly, looks way too good. Mm, um, good point. But uh, no, you never know, man. But if it's like PlayStation Three is a powerful system, it is. But the if cell. If it's more of a if it's more of a static screen fighter or like a, a scrolling f- screen fighter like Street Fighter, then and I I I I, I think it's that's what's going to be if it's real. So interesting. Uh, go to I, go to ps3.ign.com and see our giant wish list of people we want in it. Yeah, in I, I got some obscure shit on there, so I'm really happy with it. I got, I, I, if Ethan Mars isn't in this game, uh, Ethan Mars is like I was saying. I think I, in the right, I was like, if Ethan Mar- Ethan Mars fighting Sackboy or something would be the funniest shit ever. Like, <laughs> Jason. Yeah, I just I think it would be funny. Like I, right, I want it to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want it to be like I I I just picture the fighters being somewhat serious but somewhat funny too. Like Marvel vs. Capcom, where it's like, you know, it could be serious to see you know Doctor Doom's fighting Wolverine yeah, yeah. or whatever. But then like then Frank you, West comes in and does all that goofy stuff. Yeah, or yeah. or like Serbot. Like Jeff and I were talking about Serbot before in Marvel vs. Capcom, and um, you know that like someone like that is funny or, or Tronbon or whatever. So um, old Tronbon uh, had a crush on Tronbon. At I have some no point. idea who that is. Yeah. She's cute. She's very polygonal. She is. She is very. She is very polygonal. So we'll, we'll hopefully we'll hear more about that soon. I I don't know um, if it's even. Do you have the VGAs thing on here? Is this in your announcement? No. Do right. you, you want to? Well, sure. This is a side. Maybe we'll hear more about it. I don't know when we would or what. But uh, Jeff Keeley has talked in. There's all ads out now for the VGAs coming up uh, a week from Saturday the 10th, and there's going to be some kind of PS3 reveal there. Right, Jeff. That you, that's I, I news. Will, I that's will say news. The, the VGAs will be worth watching this year. Okay. They're, they're worth watching every year. Oh yeah, now, now try to back out of that one. Yeah. Fair enough. That's nothing to back out of. They're worth watching. Oh, no, no, they're not worth watching every other year too. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's that. Number five news that will excite comments. Yeah. Final Fantasy Type Zero, or is it Type O? Type Zero. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, the recently released PSP game may be coming west after all. An interview with yes. the game's director in the Japanese strategy guide indicates that his team is working on yes. localizing the game for release outside of Japan. Square Enix has yet to officially announce if the game is indeed coming outside of Japan, however. so Square Enix is still... they. I mean, they so know how to make PSP games. They really That's still their sort of bread and butter, I think, recently. is just their, their, their DS games and their PSP games have always been so impressive. And this game, just massive in scale, super exciting. Anybody that... Just, I mean, it's basically an RPG except with 13 plus playable characters that all have different styles of fighting. And I almost uh, relate it to the um, uh, Organization 13 in Kingdom Hearts. Imagine if you could control them, and the whole game was about like this group of of, pe- of fighters, of warriors. It's really cool. Imagine that. Except they're all students at a magic academy. Ooh. I'm only excited for when they announce these PSP games because I know you can play them on the Vita. Yeah, exactly. That's all. And, that, that, and that's my hope. I was listening to the broadcast and you were, you know, doubting. Or you, you had no real news on Valkyria 3. I've got. I don't know anything. I. I, I but it. you said you. You made it sound. You. You. Your final thought on it was like. You know. Don't hold your breath. Kind of thing. I think they'll do it. I think they'll bring it here, and I think it'll still be. I, I'm just looking at the calendar of when Valkyria Two came out in Japan yeah. versus when it came out uh, here, okay, okay, and it was okay. like you know it was it was less than a year. Yeah. And it's been a year since Valkyria mm-hmm, Three mm-hmm. came out uh, in mm-hmm. in Japan. So I, I want nothing more than that game. God, I love it. Okay. But 
I just, I don't, I haven't heard anything, and so I, I can't be optimistic. I understand. Yeah. Remember the PSN message you sent me when I had company over? Yes. Yeah, that was That's good. That's probably not a good one to read on the air. <laughs> probably you think not. So? But, I mean, we are an explicit podcast. I know. That's fine. If you want to tell that story, you're welcome to tell us. No, that's okay. I don't because want to repeat told, those words. I've told, I've, we've told that story on Beyond before they can find it. <laughs> There you go, fans. Leave it in the comments below. <laughs> uh, number six, uh, PS3 firmware 4.0 is now live. Booyah! This is an especially important firmware update because it turns the PS3 into what Sony refers to as, quote, a content management device. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other words, it lets the Vita and PS3 talk to each other and allows data transfer between the two. Additionally, 4.0 has a bunch of new perks for PlayStation Plus members. I mean, Ryan, you're a big, you know, PSP gamer. I'm sure actually all of you are. I mean, did you use the PS3 as, like, sort of your hub for your gaming? Cause for for, for downloading stuff, yeah, I did, yeah. It's just much faster that yeah, way. Yeah, totally. And I haven't even gotten to try to download things directly onto the Vita, but I mean, with a portable, I don't want to blow the battery downloading when I can just, you know, download things in the background, you know, sync it up PS3. like an iPod. And then, yeah, and then when I'm going on a trip, I just throw on the games that I want, you know, yeah. via USB and do it. So it's, it's going to work very similar to that. Um, you know, I, that's, I think, the best way to do it personally. Yeah, totally. I really like that as well. Also, do you know that they uh, made a theme song for uh, you know this uh, this firmware update and this content management? No, I didn't. Know what is it? Yeah, it's really it's really great. It's oh. when you got some content and you wanna organize it, you use your PS3 and you get it organized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was it's it. a work in progress. Yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds like a Ray Gucci Dares joint. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's exciting. I just I get excited now that you know the PS3 knows to expect the Vita. Yeah, that uh, that's cool. Ooh. That's a cool part of it. I, uh, I like the idea of being able to turn off certain things for the automatic update. Not that it really did much for me. And then uh, the privacy options I thought were cool, as far as you know, only being able to get messages from friends of friends or blah blah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I did. So I didn't. I knew that four point went up, but when I was when we were you know we were in you know uh, Clements and I went on our trip. We ran into Will Powers. Um, and, Will Powers, the and, tester, uh, the tester season was, one. We were, t- we were talking about we were talking about trying to sync up being friends on PSN because. You know, we we both just get random friend requests, whatever. When we have an empty space, big and we want well, whatever, we want we want we wanted to try to like we have to like do it at the same time. And he's like, no, 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 man. Now you can block them and block messages from people you don't want to get. You know, so that's why I'm totally gonna do that. Because I, I am I like what people like look at our look at our trophies and stuff. But I'm sick of getting blank messages from people and stuff like that. So I'm, I think I'm just gonna shut all that. Wow, stuff really? Up. Yeah, I kind of like it. Except I like I'd say out of you know i'm on uh, the playstation.com on the psn they used my trophy yeah, yeah. badge there and because i was the only one who just really didn't really didn't care to get yeah, yeah. you know i don't mind if i get the spam and um I, i'd say probably like 99 out of 100 are positive or just blank like you said right. but i did get one yesterday and they called me a noob you and, are I, I was, and he was only level eight yeah a lot of times i'll get the messages that just the subject lines just checking trophies that's all. It, you yeah. know, checking your trophies. I'm fine with that. I don't yeah. mind that. Yeah, just I, I like. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's not that big of a That's deal. That's the libertarian I, in you. Yeah. Is, <laughs> you they made a, right, right uh, to a theme song about that. Oh my god! What was this theme <laughs> no, song? No, no, I, I, I <laughs> hope it was better than the other one. <laughs> hey, I was. You know, I was hoping for divine inspiration. Didn't happen. Mm, that's we'll fair. try again later. I appreciate your effort. Yeah. Um, the final uh, item on the Roper Report this week, number seven. A new report has surfaced indicating that all PS3 games will eventually be playable on PlayStation Vita via, via remote play. If the report is true, PS3 games will be streamed to Vita at 480 by 272 resolution, which is the resolution of the PSP. Um, the report indicates that developers will in the future have the option to include 480p Vita functionality into their PS3 titles. So that's pretty cool. And we saw Shuhei playing games like Killzone 3 uh, on his Vita and stuff like that, so it's mm-hmm. not really out of the realm of possibility. 
Um, but we'll see how that goes. That's exciting, though. And like I've been saying for a long time, I think Vita's path to success is to complement the PS3. So Ben C. writes into Beyond at IGN.com. He says, I am so amped about the prospect of Vita being able to remote play all PS3 games. I know I will use this feature all the time. Playing console games in bed is a dream come true. Are you guys looking forward to this feature? If so, what games will you play? I think this will be great for Skyrim, which I can't get enough of. I already play games in my bed. Yeah, no, I know. I thought that was, that was kind of a funny one. <laughs> in front of my gigantic-ass television. This is one of those things I'll believe when I see. I, I, we talked about the, the PSP was going to do this, too. You could play Lair with it. Remember? Oh, there. Oh, and there yeah, no, yeah, and it, it didn't Lair. run well. So I want to see how it runs and how it all works. And if it's a seamless, you know, perfect process, that'll be amazing. That'll be totally awesome. Yeah, that's exciting. That's exciting stuff. Um, what would you want? So what do you want? What would you I'll want? I'll play whatever. Play? You know, whatever. You don't care? I mean, it's just going to be whatever the, the flavor of the week is that week, I guess. You know, it's a... Uh, <laughs> You know, I'm not going to be like, well, this is I want this feature for this game. It's like I want this feature so I can just have options. What you even playing? Yeah, how, how you like Nino? Yeah, we so we imported Nino Kuni, uh, Wrath of the White Witch, but it has a different name in Japanese, which I don't know what it don't is. Don't look at me. Right. <laughs> I just, no, you're, you're making me nervous. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, so Nino Kuni is, uh, as Colin and I discussed last week, the uh, Level Five Studio Ghibli uh, collaboration. And it's really beautiful. Uh, I, I mean, I can't understand anything of what's going on. Though, interestingly, it's, all, it's fascinating to me to genuinely sit down and try and understand something just by watching the characters interact and, like, the tone of the music and, like, the way they're speaking. Because you can sort of, like, I sort of get it. But, you know, I'm just I just impressed you got details. through the menu. I can, I'll just keep going <laughs> well, back the and menu, forth the options. That was, that was the amazing thing is like in the battle there, like, you know, it's like, da -na, da -na, da -na, and like the menu appears and they're like, fight. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I just start like hitting X and they're like, now use this. And I do it and I try and run away by accident. And I didn't know what I was doing. But uh, yeah, it's really. Do uh, you have like all these diagrams now? You just been scrolling no, on the wall be, like beautiful be, mind. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, because uh, surprisingly, no, no one has seemed to do like has been writing up any like sort of import help guides or anything. Yeah, uh, they'll come thus far. They'll come. But I will. Uh, I would like to write up a, an article uh, and kind of document some of my experiences so yeah, you, far. You for sure, do man. Your job. That yeah, game looks rad. So. I should do my job. I don't know about you sometimes, Clemens. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> that's it. That's it for the Roper Report, Greg. Cool, Colin. Yeah. If I didn't want to import Ninu Nanu, mm -hmm. where could I go to find out when went to the old mom and pop game store? Is that like a Mork and Mindy reference? Yeah, you like that? Um, you go to the official IGN list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editor. When you need a list and you need it fast, hit up Colin's little Roper Report thingy. Oh, it's not even the Roper Report, though. We ended that part. God damn Trademark it. Trademark Tears. <laughs> 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 I just don't have it today, man. Okay. Yeah, just it's not today. Just take a rest. Go to bed. Go to bed. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Um, one game that I saw come, came out this week. Nothing on PS2. Nothing yeah. on PSP. Okay. Uh, Heavy Fire Afghanistan. <laughs> okay. I like it already. That came, out the, that came out the PS3 according to GameStop.com. I want to check the trophies on that guy. Uh, I went to... I always go to the drop on PlayStation Blog every week to kind of see what's going on. Especially for PSN because we don't often know what's coming to PSN until right before. Um, and you guys said nothing for PS3. Um, so I assume this is a very obscure well, game. Well, for that, a lot... Yeah. Not for... Yeah. I, that's the first I've heard of that game. Which yeah. doesn't mean it's not happening, yeah. but... No, it's like, yeah. I'm sure it's like so obscure that you guys didn't even know about what it. I've never heavy fire colon Afghanistan. You know what I mean? a theme song for that. Oh Jesus okay. Christ! You've had your shot. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to sing shots. again. I know you funny. weren't. 
That's it. Are you okay, buddy? What's wrong? If you I wanted to know face. what Jeff Rubenstein made with his wife digitally, yes. where would I go, Ryan? Uh, well, you go to the... Uh, well, I got this off the PlayStation box. So I guess you go there. Uh, so here is some stuff that came out this week on the PlayStation Network, including Sly Cooper and the Thievus Raccoonus. Actually, no, I'm sorry. All of them. Yeah, they brought all them out. The bundles out, and yeah, then yeah. they broke them out one by one, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All for Buy $9.99. Buy the bundles. $9.99 yeah. each. Great games. Yeah. Uh, Voltron Defender of the Universe. Not a great game. Do Have not play it. No, but I've read the review and I've seen it at preview events. And <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, seen it movie night. Okay. IGN's own Mitch Dyer right, reviewing that bad boy. In terms of full PS3 games, that as we said, the Sly Bundle, as well as Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, and then DeBlob 2. DeBlob. Nice, I haven't played that yet. Uh, and then I think, well, let's see what we got on that. Uh, I didn't have a chance to highlight some of this stuff. I don't know if there's anything super interesting for uh, downloadable content. Mm. Yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy. I think there was something for what's the horse racing game? Yes, is your it, music, uh, the music yeah, for the, music the pack, championship yes. jockey, or championship whatever it is. jockey. Yes. <laughs> Wait, do you see what's coming out next week for that? Uh, mm. The original Darkstalkers <laughs> on PS1 now available for download, nice. as well as Talk Two Staff of Dreams for PS2 classics. And then that is it. All right, cool. Look at that. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I'll have to re-promote the PS2 buyers guide. Maybe today. Okay. Add that in. We're going to do a PS1 buyer's guy, PS1 classics buyer's guy. I've been wa- working very slowly on because it's much bigger. Yeah, you, we, got more cumbersome start we got the late start on that one. We got the Yeah. But uh, people seem to like that. And I think it's a good idea because it's hard, you know, IGN's so big, it's hard to find our old reviews or old screenshots or old content for these games sometimes. So we want to make it easier for you, the readers. You, mm-hmm. the readers. Okay. Now it's time for topic of the week. We need to talk one ahead of time. Probably just read her mail. Jeff's been so quiet, and he can actually answer questions now about stuff. Oh, that, still sorry, here, certain yes. ones, certain yes. ones, not all. How you been? How you been, Jeff? Uh, how, how's this show fantastic. going so far? Well, you know, it's uh, I'm in a real studio here. This is kind of yeah. You record yours now in your office, in right? my office, yeah. and we don't have like fancy microphones. And like we had a guest in this week uh, from EA, and somebody had to take their headset off, and so that person was quiet for that entire <laughs> yeah, segment. Yeah. So. Uh, we have a long way to go to get to uh, Beyond. Don't worry. It ha- it, it, you can come in and use this space whenever you want to. Just rent it Don't out. Don't say it unless you mean it. No, nah, we, we'll I mean, we, you have to fight the one-up kids and, like, voice chat. But we can we can pencil you in. We can get you time here if you need it. I like it. Okay. Um, so, reader mail. Remember, if you want to be part of the show, email us at beyond at IGN.com. Just like Eric Castiglione did. Okay. He writes in. That's not his last name. I don't care. I made it up. Uh, he has quick fire questions. Ryan. Yes. Have you ever beaten Ruby Weapon in Final Fantasy VII? Not Ruby, I don't think. Are you not a man? Uh, no. Why is Ruby so hard? I'm not familiar with this uh, character. The, the weapons are the most, like, the secret, super powerful bosses in Final Fantasy VII. You're not even really supposed to be to fight them. It's like an extra thing I if gotcha. you're really hardcore. And I, I beat Emerald. I don't think I beat Ruby. Wait, wait, wait. Which one's the one I underwater? Oh, Jesus Christ. Is it Emerald or Sapphire? Which, was there a Sapphire or a Diamond? Uh, yeah, there was like eight of them, wasn't there? <laughs> no, Diamond was, yeah, no, Diamond was a story, was one of the story-related ones, God, I, I think. don't know, I haven't Man, even... it's been a while, sorry. Yeah. But anyway, I beat the one underwater. Uh, I don't, I just don't think I got to the one, I got to Ruby ever. Gotcha. And if I did, I forgot. <laughs> Jeff, did you ever get to this Ruby? I got to, I think, Emerald and got my ass kicked. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, those those were hard. Like with really hard. with with Emerald, as I always joke about, that he's so underwater one. Right? Yeah, I, yeah, I believe so. Uh, with Emerald, the joke is just that I just I, you basically just cast Knights of the Round as many times as possible. You like quad summon the the longest summon in the game, so you just end up like doing it, and then you walk you walk away for twenty minutes while the summon plays. I out. love Knights of the Round. Is that the one that starts in space? And what's the one that like where like the the meteor like goes through the 
no, the, no, no. The the one where you mean when Sephiroth actually destroys the entire solar system yeah, in that's, his special that's, attack, yeah, that's and like, then he can do it again yeah. later, <laughs> which I always thought was I funny. Because it, it doesn't start like in the outer planets. Yeah, and yeah, like, and it's just like it planets. just blows up all the planets. Yeah. It's like Mars. <laughs> <laughs> just blows up Mars. Yeah, it's yeah. so awesome. I love that. Which I didn't even think about. Actually, just pinpoints uh, Final Fantasy VII is taking place on Earth. Right, indeed. I guess I didn't even think about that. Look at that. Does it? Yes. Yeah, it does. Yeah. An alternate Earth. Oh uh, yeah, and then it goes into the sun, and he basically explodes the sun, and the sun envelops Earth. So and it does like, and it's like four hundred damage. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then it's like and then your characters are still alive a little bit. Yeah, and and one of them's an imp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Greg, do you keep debug games, or do you do something with them once the game releases? Like, give it back or throw it away? He sells them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, hey, kid, you, you want you wanna Dead Rising 2? There you go. It doesn't play. I know, idiot. <laughs> you need, you, you I got, buy a house with your money. <laughs> uh, yeah, most... No, we don't... I, it's rare to keep them. Uh, lately, Sony's been doing the good thing of making proof discs, which play in retail units, so you don't have as much debugs. I have a couple of those on my shelf at home. But if it's a burned Blu-ray, lots of times there are still, like, the the old trophy... Uh, when we almost came to blows over the trophy horror war, mm. when uh, Dead Rising <laughs> could click in and I could set my own stats. We did almost come to blows yeah, over that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like those are those are destroyed. There's a recycling bin here at IGN. You drop them into, and it's usually. I mean, there's no real sense in keeping them because we keep a library of current games. Colin's nice enough to curate, and we usually get enough for people to play and take indeed, home and enjoy. Indeed, indeed, indeed. How does it work for you? Do you, you have debugs at your desks? And yeah, stuff, right? yeah. I mean, I just have like a cabinet full of them. but yeah. I would never go back and play them. I just feel bad throwing them out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They have no value. Yeah, yeah. I, I for a long time we had just a bin full of UMDs, like yeah. the UMD oh, proof discs. Yeah, like, I remember a UMD bin. Yeah. Whatever happened to that? I think I fi- one day I finally got sick of moving it desk to desk and just dumped them all just in the recycling. Yeah, for the extra I, retail stuff when there's like, you know, some sort of charity thing going on, yeah. like extra life. Like Beyond we'll 200 just, that time. Yeah, too. yeah. We'll just donate like a, you know, a, a closet full of toys, you know. And so. Love it. Colin. Mm-hmm. What's the boss order for Mega Man 1 through 3? Really? That's what he says. Well, I mean, you can do it anywhere you want, but uh, Mega Man 1 is... Uh, Cut that? <sighs> No, you could. Yeah, I, I always did. I always, I always did. Bomb Man, Guts Man, Cut Man, Elect Man, Ice Man, Fire Man. That okay. was the order in Mega Man One. Mega Man Two is like way, way wide open. Um, I always kind of started with like Metal Man because the Metal Blade is the best weapon in the game, and then you can use that on any number of enemies. So you can go like, for instance, yeah, yeah. you could go. So you're spitballing. Yeah, yeah. So you can go like you can go Metal Man, Wood Man, uh, Crash Man. Um, and then go back and use like Metal Blades on Flash Man, then go to beat Quick Man. Um, and then you can kind of deal with the other guys in any order you want. You can use, you can go to Bubble Man and use Metal Blades and then use that on Heat Man. Um, but you can, you know, use Heat Man's weapon on Wood Man, et cetera, and so on. So, I mean, Mega Man 2 is like wide open, way too open, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Metal Blade's like way too powerful. You can, in fact, little, little, little uh, Easter egg for you. Oh, Although some, some people know, so a lot of people don't. Uh, on normal difficulty in Mega Man 2, if you, you know, you always fight the Robot Masters again in Dr. Wily's Castle. Metal Blade Spoiler. kills Me- Metal Man in one hit. His own weapon kills him in one hit. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the only uh, thing of its kind in the entire series. Mega Man 3, the best game of all time. Um, you, it's somewhat open-ended uh, again, but uh, I usually go, uh, let's see, Magnet Man, Hard Man, Top Man, Shadow Man, Spark Man. Jeez. Um, oh, um, who am I missing? Is it S- S- Snake Man and then Gemini Man and then Needle Man? I think mm-hmm. it's the of course the Needle Man. That was yeah. that was Needle one of my man. nicknames in high school. Sure. Yeah. There, there, there you go. There's your dorky Mega Man talk for the day. That was good. That was good. <laughs> Jeff. 
Yes. Eric has included a question for you. Ooh. Titled Random Guest Question. How did he... Oh, okay. I was going to say, how did he know I was coming? What's the first game you ever remember playing, and what age were you when you played it? First game I ever played was Combat on the Atari 2600. Mm. I got it for my fifth birthday. It had been out for years at that point, but I didn't even know what a video game was, and I just remembered, you know, my, my dad sitting down with me and my grandpa, and just, like, totally bewildered. Like, I had no idea what the hell was going on on my TV. And, uh, yeah, that was... I very clearly remember that, and it was, it was Combat. A lifelong affair began. Indeed. 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 Topher writes in. Yes. I'm assuming it's Topher Grace from Spider-Man 3. His definitive role. (laughs) Definitive, definitive role. Uh, I was wondering if you had any tips for Beyonders out there who will be upgrading to larger, newer PS3s this holiday season. Is PlayStation Plus the best way to migrate saves? What hang-ups might we run into moving the data over? Isn't there a data transfer utility? There is. You can back. You could. You can back everything up to an external hard drive. Uh, and even if you're not planning on moving it, I suggest doing it in case it ever yellow lights. I try to do mine every few months, but I'm I'm, you, I'm due. I'm due to back I'm, up. I'm pretty sure you can also just plug your two PS3s together via an Ethernet cable and use the uh, data transfer. Oh, really? Like, yeah. I would be. Unaware, I was unaware of that. Did was, Jeff, that check out to you? I, actually, I've, I've all been just uh, using since Plus came out. I just use it that way, and I'll go through and I'll curate and I'll make sure like the I, games I want to make sure I have the save. Like yeah, I yeah. Valkyria Chronicles, hundred totally. percent is you know in there for forever, even though exactly all my infamous are in there. there. Uncharted's in there. Yeah. yeah. I, I will actually say that if um, I just opened up a P- like a slim PS3 box recently, because yours is dead. Did, we, did you oh, cover man. this on Fireside? No. Okay. No, because it happened afterwards. Oh my gosh! A moment oh, of silence. Man. Moment of silence. My. Uh, my very meaningful PS3 that I've had ever since I joined IGN. It, it had passed away uh, the, the the night before Thanksgiving, uh, and uh, right when I was about to go to my girlfriend's place to uh, play play some Skyrim because she has a she has a slim over there which I purchased for her as a gift. Um, it just coughed just, and like dust came out, and then you could see its life force it come was, out. It was so sad. Like I I was all I was turning it on to tra- to to send my Skyrim save to the cloud, uh. and luckily I had an older saved on the cloud which wasn't i didn't lose everything but yeah i like went to turn it on and it went like deep and then i like walked away to like get something and i heard like Doo-doo-doo. and i was like what was that it's and, like, out, and it was flat <laughs> it was flashing red yeah and i was like what's wrong little buddy so i like hit the button again and i was like oh that's weird all right Deed. and then i like went turned around and it's like Doo-doo-doo. and i like turned around and i saw the flashing yellow and i was like that's it yeah that was it the end of the an era jam just started pouring out the disc <laughs> <laughs> bleeding milk or something <laughs> <laughs> fucking creepy um, no no it was uh, it's sad because I, I have literally had that thing ever since I mean that's one I always feel like that's one of the reasons I got my job on the PlayStation team originally with, with uh, you Dunham and Roper because you actually is, owned uh, one is because I bought one soon right before I interviewed at IGN and I was and they were like do you have any next gen systems and I was like I just got a PS3 I was playing that you're hired yeah. <laughs> finally someone <laughs> but uh, yeah so um, anyway long story short I just opened up a, a newer Slim box recently, and it had like a little diagram that says like that's cool. right on the lit, right on the flap that says like oh for data transfers, just connect the two systems, there and go. there's a transfer utility. Yeah, so it should be pretty easy. Yeah, sweet business. Yeah. You got plenty of options now, so you can do that if it's not broken. Make sure you you, broken, you have a backup, yeah. and then yeah, if you're PlayStation Plus, for sure, be putting your favorite saves up there because it's the especially for the locked ones. It's just so exactly. Much yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm hoping that as I was talking about discussing with Greg, I think he says that the. Uh, it's the same size hard drive in the slim as it is in the uh, original fat PS3. Oh yeah, so, so they're the, all the laptop yeah, ones. So yeah, exactly. um, I'm, I think that if it's, I'm assuming that the hard drive isn't the thing that died in my PS3 because I actually, it, it was like a newer hard drive that I bought and I installed, and I kind of have a feeling it might just be 
the, the PS3 and not the hard drive itself. So I'm going to try and put the hard drive in the new one and see if it uh, see if it works. Mm-hmm. It generally doesn't. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I, I told him earlier, I think it'll have to, it'll reformat for sure. Cause it'll yeah. know oh, that hard no, drive. I'm not worried about that. It's just a bigger hard drive. So I didn't want oh, it to yeah, go to you, waste. Yeah. No, you could definitely yeah. move it over and that, yeah. that should not be an issue. As, and unless the hard drive is the thing that died, mm. but I, don't, I, th- I think I kind of have a feeling it probably, you know, cause then no, it still would have booted. It just would have been like, there's, we're probably, rebuilding the database. Yeah, it probably would have been like your hard drive's fucked up. We can't boot. But <laughs> sorry, no, bro. An, sorry, bro. It's an animated GIF of Shuhei Shorty. <laughs> <laughs> Did you uh, send your uh, PS3 to a funeral by at sea? No, I, I actually I'm gonna keep it in my room as like decoration because uh, it actually means a lot to me. So I have it like uh, next to my entertainment center, standing up with the PlayStation. You didn't just go out to the bay. You're like one of these guys. Yeah, like (laughs) taxidermist your cat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just on like the wharf. I just like drop it into the the ocean. A seal, like one of the seals grabs it and just like takes it away. (laughs) Farewell. (laughs) Cody writes into beyond.ign.com. He says, Beyond, this is Cody. I was just wondering what your thoughts are on Dead Space being kicked around as a first-person shooter and an Uncharted-style game. If you didn't hear this story, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Dead Space 3, long rumored uh we had a story here on ign from a, a, a very vigilant fan who caught some footage of it in the background of a ea tour so dead space 3 we think it we know but we don't know for sure and then there's now rumors that they're trying you know how they're always trying to expand the dead space universe one thing they're kicking around is a first person shooter and another is an uncharted like game i don't know how it's gonna hang hold hang from exactly with that heavy armor yeah you got a necromorph chomping at your feet well, what does that mean i don't know i i think we just f- focus on the first person shooter part yeah I mean, well i mean i wouldn't surprise me i don't think that's what dead space is but i didn't i didn't think dead space 2 was as good as a lot of people thought it was i, I, I thought it was i kind of i, I kind of think that the dead space the whole that universe would work really well in the first person shooter that'd be actually pretty i mean rad. they did extraction i mean yeah. dead space extraction is an on-rail shooter similar you know what i mean i mean you could you you still sort of have all the same like you could still kind of do the thing where you're targeting limbs and you have all these cool weapons and it's a really dark scary i mean obviously fierce you know popularize the actually no it didn't what am i talking about it didn't popularize the horror shooter that was like i think i believe fear invented first person shooters no i, fear I just three mean, fear two, the first, first person shooter no no i'm talking about po- popularizing like like making a first person shooter scary but then i realized that like, well, Do- like Stom- doom was yeah, kind of Do- doing that well yeah that. i don't know that dude that's definitely an important thing doom did but i think doom's just more important because it of some of the technical things it did as well. Yeah. But things like Stalker, I think, are considered... That's true, uh, yeah. Um, it's pretty scary. Horror-based games and yeah. stuff like that. And, and and there's, like, a horror element to game later games like Metro, I think. And oh, yeah, like for sure. Oh, Metro had a great atmosphere, man. I, I still haven't... I, I, uh, someone um, gave me the... Uh, the book that that is based on because I'm still into like future history and alternate history, so yeah, um, I want to read it. I still haven't played it yet. But when I when I at E3 when I was uh, is it in Russian? Because then it might be tr- tricky. Uh, no, it's in it's actually the British version of the book, so it's okay. English. Um, so yeah, I, I don't I'm not fluent in Russian. But when I saw the Metro sequel, um, Metro 2034, yeah, um, when I was at E3, that game looks fucking awesome. Yeah, that game looks really really good. Yeah, like dope, like real dope. Dope. Straight dope. Mm-hmm. Straight dope. Like a rod. So, dope. Cody, what we think of first person shooter Dead Space is Metro is cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I'm fi- I think they should just stick to what they're doing. Just yeah, keep making too. the Dead Spaces. They got it on a new ice planet, maybe. That's the rumor for Dead Space 3. 
Uh, Colin. Yeah. You need to dust off some more of your old school stuff here. Okay. And take somebody to task, all right? Okay. Christian writes in, and this is what we're always talking about, the younger kids. Yeah. And like, what do they what do they think of old gaming? Yeah. Christian writes in, he says, Beyond. Beyond. I recently got a job at GameStop, and people keep calling and occasionally even come in the store asking for a game called Battletoads. What, what the fuck is Battletoads? <laughs> Does this happen everywhere? Oh my God, dude. You are a, a young man, aren't you? Um, Battletoads was uh, it wasn't only a video game. I mean, it was a, it was it was many things uh, when we were when we were kids, um, cartoon and and toys and stuff like that. But Battletoads is, is an NES game, an infamous NES game um, that is infamous. considered that is considered probably the hardest NES game ever created. Like like ridiculously hard, and it's a real feat to be able to beat that. The game. way people talk about it in the old days of could your PC run Crisis, people ask you as to test your metal. Did you beat Battletoads? Yeah. Could you beat Battletoads? I mean, Battletoads was ridiculous. I, I mean, it's more ridiculous than. The first Ninja Gaiden, it's more ridiculous than... Demon Souls yeah, or Dark Souls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those like games are long shot. Yeah, yeah, those things are nothing compared to Battletoads. Because not only is it like a super unforgiving game, just in gameplay, but, you know, we're talking about lives and starting at the beginning and having to, you know, and, and doing all those things. That game is rough. But it's not a bad game. It's just uh, really, 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 really hard. So Battletoads, yeah, that's what Battletoads means to old school gamers is, is this insanely, insanely, insanely hard NES game. I don't think I ever got through that game. God, I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't I even know if I ever did. I, never beat it. I think I just played it at a friend's house, and I was you like, this game is terrible. <laughs> I beat a lot of games. I, have, I take pride in beating a lot of hard games on NES and SNES in that era, but I'd never beat Battletoads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a real gamer, then, I guess. Nope, I'm not. I'm just retiring. Andrew Prima writes in at Beyond at IGN.com. He's got some uh, quick fire questions. Is, he, is his father the owner of Prima Strategy? I think so, guys? yeah, yeah. All right. Jeff, we'll start with a question for you. Let's go. This one's just, you know, for guests. Uh, recently, IGN kicked off a campaign to find, quote, the person of the year in gaming. Who would you pick? Kevin Butler already Ooh, threw his, his, ah. his hat, hat in the ring there on Twitter. Did yeah, he? that's that's a really, really difficult question. Um I would just throw out there maybe Todd Howard just because I've just mm-hmm. been just so into Skyrim, so absorbed into it and in a way that I really I don't might not have been absorbed into a game since Oblivion and to be able to recapture that and I really wasn't that into Fallout three. It just didn't click for me. I mean I played through and I beat it, but it didn't click for me the way that, you know, Oblivion might have and certainly that Skyrim didn't. And when it first came out, uh, when they first announced it at the VGAs last year, you know, I was like cautiously optimistic, but I've been in with both feet and I can't play anything else because I don't want to play anything else. Right. And so uh, maybe a little short sighted, you know, sort of the end of the year weights a little heavier, but I'm going to throw that name out. There. What uh, what kind of character are you, by the way? I totally uh, forgot I'm, to a, ask. I'm a wood elf. You're a wood elf. Yes. Like... Uh, specializing in light armor and bows. So really like sniper, I'll go into a room and I sort of like flash and clear kind of and no one gets anywhere near me. Awesome. <laughs> Flash and clear. That's awesome. I like it. Colin. Yes. It's been nearly a year since you switched from guides to editorial. Are there any aspects of writing guides you miss? No. (laughs) (laughs) I knew knew that was coming. Greg, how close are you to the Uncharted 3 Platinum, which Colin will never earn? Uh, what are the most you're difficult right. segments on the game crushing? <laughs> Whatever, mo- d- dude, you're the one who came at me saying I wouldn't do it. And I've, I did it a, while. Me, I did it a while ago, Andrew. Come I did me. it like three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Come at me, bro. I, I guess you might have missed the episode. But yeah, Colin will never get it. You're right. He's oh, moved on. Bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. We'll see. We'll if I see. wanted to, I'd have it by Sunday night. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, sure you would. I already beat the game on hard. I just had to oh, beat it on crushing. Game on uh, crush and then what? What's the most difficult segments on crushing? Uh, I was surprised. The crushing, I think, one I, I already played through it on normal, and I had way tougher time with normal than crushing. Like, I, and it's the normal thing, I guess, of like even before, like you, you know, you know what 
segments are going to be difficult, but the ones that I thought were going to be really bad weren't that bad. Like, I was dreading the, uh, I guess, somewhat spoilers when you're in the sandstorm in the desert and you have to fight all those guys and you, you can sneak up on them from a couple of d- things, but then they kind of see you no matter what. Uh, that I was dreading. That wasn't that bad. The boat graveyard, man. Yeah. That, that's what I'm scared of. The boat graveyard, I totally expected to be bad, too, and it wasn't. Like, I got through that really easily, and that was another one where I used a lot of stealth to get through stuff. So I don't know if it was just that I was playing differently and more cautiously, and that's why segments are easier, but I really didn't have a tough time crushing. So, hope for everybody. Ryan. Yes. As a huge fan of both franchises, which game do you think will come out first? The Last Guardian or Kingdom Hearts 3? Which are you more excited for? Good question. Uh, Last Guardian will come out first if if all goes well. Um, <laughs> all is well! Uh, just because I don't even... I, I don't... I mean, I don't have any inside information. I don't even think Kingdom Hearts 3 is in development. Maybe at the very earliest they, they have some design docs for, like, what they would want to do, but I don't know why I'm looking at you. I, I, don't, I don't think you have any information no, no, on Kingdom I, Hearts I'm 3. I'm not, like, this fountain um, of information. Yeah, um, <laughs> you're, I, not, you're not on the design doc for Kingdom Hearts 3? You're like a leaky faucet uh, information. So, <laughs> but I, I would be... If I knew that Kingdom Hearts 3 is an inevitability, which I, I sort of think it is, I would be more excited for that just because I have... Have like a stronger sentimental attachment to the Kingdom Hearts series than uh, the Team Eco games, beautiful though they may be. I want to get two emails in, so let's go through this one faster. Right? Right. This came from Richard, but a few people sent this one in similarly. I heard an email on Podcast Unlocked that asked the crew if they could switch franchises with no, with Nintendo or Sony, what would they give it up for? He, I didn't understand this question at first, but I put it in here, and then somebody else said it very eloquently, and I understood. So, if you could take a Sony franchise and trade it for a Nintendo or... Uh, Microsoft franchise to bring them to Sony, blah 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 blah. Basically, trade an exclusive trade, for an exclusive. Trade, 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 Which trade. ones would you want to do and why? Okay, easy. Oh, why don't you go? Go. I trade away Infamous because I don't. God know damn you! Yeah. Get out. Trade away. Uh, trade. <laughs> trade that one away. Why and would take you Zelda. trade? Th- why would you trade that? You take, one? What would you take? Take Zelda. Oh, that's good. Why would you trade that one? Yeah, there's an. There's really kind of why would you just trade a, a? Why would you just trade a, a franchise that you, you know you don't like and no one no one I mean, plays? I mean, I much. like Infamous, okay, but I mean, I thought this was just me, like in my own isolated yeah, yeah, yeah. universe. Would I be? Would we I can't be talk real? anymore. I don't want to. All right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Jeff, you, you can, oh, I'm gonna skip this one. Oh, you're gonna skip this one. All right. What do you got, Moriarty? Um, well, I was thinking about my, what Microsoft has that I, I care about, and there are two things. Um, in particular, Shadow Complex uh-huh. um, and Alan Wake. So. Um, you know, I, I would say like let's get rid of uh, Motorstorm, and we'll we'll trade that for Alan Wake, and yeah, then actually, and then we can trade. Uh, better choice. And then we can trade. Um, I don't know. So do we need to trade something more meaningful or? or uh, I don't know. We're not rejecting any trades here. I don't think yeah. you have to worry about it. Trade Mod Nation Racers for. No for, God! Uh, what the fuck, man? For Shadow Cop. Why are you both stabbing me in the heart? <laughs> I'm not stabbing you in the heart. Yeah, you are. I didn't say Infamous. It's one of my favorite I just lost Infamous too. and I just lost Mod Nation Racers. All right. Uh, for Shadow Complex. Well, oh, Nolan North's in a game. Well, I got it. You, got, totally. Let's hear you got Zelda, man. And the game that I'm not, I'm like, oh yeah, you can borrow this. I'm, I've started playing <laughs> DC Universe Online again. I'm, I'm yeah, never so you were really, really quite into Zelda then, weren't you? I, I'm not I'm not arguing with the things we're getting. For me, I would. I want Left 4 Dead on PS3. And I know that's not like technically you know exclusive or whatever, because it's on PC. Whatever. I want Left 4 Dead to come to PS3. Left 4 Dead, whatever. One or two or three or whatever. So I would trade that, and I would trade a lot of stuff for it. But I mean, I'd give away the Team Eco stuff. What? I mean, they, those games don't sell. They're, we always talk about them being these masterpieces. What's Last Guardian going to sell? I don't know, half a million probably. Nah, we'll be lucky. They'll be lucky. I don't, I don't know. I think I don't you're, really I think you're that game's we'll good. That game's good. That just made me think of that. Oh, my God. We got to go to lunch soon. I got to go see some game. So, final email here. This is called Flashback. It's from Christopher Peterson. Beyond. 
Beyond. Beyond. I was listening to the podcast Beyond episode 122 and caught Jeez. these interesting sound bites. Uh, Greg, Duke Nukem will never come out. Half-Life 2 episode 3 will come out. Well, I'm sitting to see if that one will come true. Colin, PSP will be the last Sony portable. <laughs> <laughs> the next round of consoles will come out in 2014. Uh, Ryan, used profanity and a Christmas song played over him. <laughs> And then a uh, Roper, uh, PlayStation Move will be better than Natal. Beyond. Well, that's not, yeah, that's that's true. Well, I think also, they're, they're both. Right, Jeff? I, it's hard to argue that. I couldn't imagine playing Killzone with uh, my hand. Boo, boo, boo. my hand. Yeah. I can't imagine playing Killzone <laughs> with a move either. But boo. we'll digress. I know you. We can't go down this road with your official blog. You know what? We're gonna kill you. We're enemies now. You throw the headset down. We are enemies now. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a podcast beyond episode 217. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember to go rate us on iTunes and tell all your friends so we can continue to be the number one PlayStation <laughs> podcast. But also, go listen to the uh, PlayStation blogcast. Subscribe to that on iTunes. Uh, please read IGN.com every day. That's what really pays our bills. This is just something they let us do, which is nice. Uh, follow us all on Twitter. IGN is IGN. I'm Game Over Greggy, G-R-E-G-G-Y. Ryan is Palm Cider. Colin is No Taxation. Jeff is just Jeff Rubenstein, right? Yeah. Jeff Rubenstein. That's simple. There you go. I'm Change your Twitter man. pick. You've had that Make Twitter pick too long. Make it zombie blog, Mac. You really should. I haven't taken a good photo in the last you know, <laughs> two years. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, PlayStation Blogcast. Go to the PlayStation Blog. What's the what's the address there for the PlayStation uh, Just do a search for PlayStation Blog on mm-hmm. Google. That's how everyone What if they end up in the there? EU's? Blog.us.playstation.com. Uh, I'll have to take that chance. <laughs> okay. Ryan? Yeah. Take me home. I'm about to blow your mind, Greg. Oh, good. I've been having uh, a nun mind. Uh, Colin will tell you, I wouldn't shut up about this thing when we were on the trip, but uh, I think it's worth it. Uh, Diego sent in an email with a uh, little information uh, tidbit okay. that his girlfriend, uh, they both live in Mexico, uh, did a cover of some Skyrim music, uh, The Dragon Board Comes, which is one of the Bard songs, and then also like a quick uh, bit of the title theme. I was blown away by this. I think she has a stunning voice. I think she performed it beautifully. Um, and I think considering we were talking so much about Skyrim, you all are going to be very, uh, very much enamored with it as well. This is uh, The Dragonborn Comes from, uh, by Judith de los Santos. And uh, you can follow, you can find her on YouTube, including a clip of her performing. Uh, just search for her, oh shoot, I forgot what her YouTube name is. I think Ow. it's, I think oh, it's, fuck. I think it's Malu Phoenix. <laughs> M-A-L-U-F-E-N-I-X. I think that's her YouTube name. But you can also just search for Skyrim cover, and I think she's like one of the the first or second uh, person to come up. So you can also uh, find her album on iTunes, All of the Above, by Judith De Los Santos. This is uh, a fantastic Skyrim cover that I much, very much love. This is not it. This is not it. Beyond. 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 Our hero, our hero claims a warrior's hearts. I tell you, I tell you, the dragonborn comes with a voice-wielding power of the ancient Lord hearts. Believe, believe, the dragonborn comes. It's an end to the You'll know
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.